ladies and gentlemen, director Hayden Newman. All right, so Hayden, why don't you introduce yourself? All right, I am Hayden Newman. I am the director, writer, producer, and star of Reunion from Hell. That's cool. They could have given you at least one role on the film, you know. <laughs> well, you know, well, I, I have a pretty big role in the film. So. <laughs> yeah. So what led you to write Reunion from Hell, which is the film that we're here to talk about? Well, um, I had been thinking about it for a while. And what happened was I went to a convention um days of the dead in atlanta georgia i went to the convention in february of this year and i never it was so weird i never go to like the panels they have i never do any of that but there was a panel on indie filmmaking and michael bean who was in the terminator and aliens he was hosting it and his wife jennifer block bean was hosting and it was on indie filmmaking, and, you know, they've gotten into the indie filmmaking um, world, and they, you know, basically, all in all, said, you know, if you want to make a movie, go make it. Right? <laughs> so, I was like, you know what? This has been my dream for so long. Um, I come from a theater background, first of all, so I've been directing and in theater for over 20 years really yeah wow that's awesome i didn't know um, that yes i started in theater when i was 15 so it's been 20 years um but i came home and the story had been circling around in my head for a while um because yeah i'm sure you agree here lately the only horror we have gotten has been found footage ghost found footage ghost or remakes thank you someone for saying it but louder for the people in the back right i mean seriously i'm so sick of these movies and i'm a huge horror fan i really am but it's hard to be a horror fan when they're not making good movies anymore so exactly yeah. i was uh, i mean i had gotten to the point where there was very few and far between new movies i would watch i would just watch what i grew up on i mean i agree you know? completely i, I kind of do the same i'll rewatch the same movie that i've seen a thousand times before i'll honestly give anything a chance anymore because i know i know right off the bat it's gonna suck and i i should not feel that way i should want to go in and go on this thrill ride that they want to take me on. But instead, they're just like, you know, hey, come watch our movie. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know, so. <laughs> exactly. So, um, like I said, the story had been circling in my head for a while. Um, it is a very much an homage to Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and Halloween in a way. The movies that really inspired me, uh, The Terminator. There's some homages to The Terminator in the film. Um, it's you really make much, me want to see this film, like right this very second. Go ahead. It is. It's very much um, a throwback to those films. Uh, thank you, Scream. 
affected my life so profoundly because it was the first horror movie I ever saw in the movie theater. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Scream, sorry, but at 12 years old, going to see Scream in the movie theater, Drew Barrymore was the only big name in that movie at the time. She was. So 10 minutes into the movie, again, spoiler spoiler alert, listeners, if you haven't seen it, mute. Um, 10 minutes into the movie, they kill her off. What? I left because I was bored three... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know it's a huge scene. It's like one of the most classic, iconic scenes now um, in horror movie history. Go ahead. I remember... Exactly. I remember sitting in the movie theater, and I looked at my friend, and I said, they just killed America's sweetheart off in 10 minutes. (laughs) We have no idea what we're in for. I agree. it, It was a roller coaster ride. I mean... You cared about those characters, uh, and at the same time, you were trying to figure out who was doing this. And it was just a complete roller coaster ride. You laughed, you screamed, you, you know, all of it. So it was really important to me going into reunion when I sat down to when I sat down to write it that these characters be very well thought out characters. They have some flaws. You care about these characters. There's just not characters running through the woods, you know, to get killed. The, you know, there's a storyline there with these characters, and they just happen to get thrown into this horrible situation, and they have to deal with it. Right. And, you know, I'm always happy to meet a fellow Scream fan. I really am, because some people say, ah, Scream, it's so cliched. It's really not. It was really ahead of its time. The other films that came after it really tried to mimic its formula. So if you've seen those other films, if you're a millennial or whatever, was it Gen X or whatever it is, if you've seen those other films first and then you watch Scream, yeah, it's probably not going to make as big of an impact on you because you saw its imitators. But look, you got to go back to, you know... You got to look at the pivotal parents in the horror movie family. You've got Psycho, Halloween, Scream. You know, you've got all these, you know, horror films like that that had imitators. And that's one of the things that bothers me so bad, too, going back to what we were talking about, you know, with the newer films. That's what drew me to your film was that it seemed like it was paying homage to those films. It wasn't trying to mimic it. It was not trying to trying to replicate it. it wasn't trying to rip it off it was like a love letter back it to those films it is a complete and total love letter to those films and um funny story totally funny story i met nev campbell in august of 2019 in indiana at the horror hound convention and I asked Nev. And of course, I was fanning out. I'm meeting Nev Campbell. Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. But I want to point out, too. I want to point out, you're the second person I've had on the show who's met Nev Campbell. When's my turn? Go ahead. Finish talking. <laughs> she is, Nev is the sweetest person. So very down to earth. So appreciative of her fans. And, I mean, she was, I, 
she's blown away by what Scream has become. Um, but I was asking her, because, you know, sadly, we did lose Wes Craven, I think it yeah. was, what, six years ago now? Something like that. Yeah, very, very um, sad. I was surprised when I heard the news. I completely well, I shocked asked, I asked Nev, I said, there's been talks about a Scream 5. What do you think about it? And Nev's exact words was, I do not think it will ever happen. And if it does, for them to get me back, it's going to have to be a very good script, and they're going to have to pay a lot of respect to Wes. So, fast forward a year and a month later, because I met her in September 2019. Yes, September 2019. October 2020, I'm filming an homage to Scream, but the best part about it is I was filming at the same exact time that Scream 5 was filming in Williamton, North Carolina. That is awesome. That is the coolest thing. So it was like it was kind of meant to, you know, kind of meant to happen because I wrote this as a love letter to those films. Yeah. And that's... I remember we're, we were in pre-production and then they announced Screen 5's happening. And I'm like, David Arquette's back. Courtney Cox is back. I'm like, mm, are they going to get Nev? You know, that's <laughs> the big one. But when they announced her, I was like, oh, you know, this is unreal that I'm shooting this homage to those movies. I love it so much. That is the coolest story. You At know, the same time, where they were filming Scream 5. Yeah, that's so awesome. What, what do you think is going to happen in Scream 5? Some people have said... <sighs> Some people have said they think Sydney is going to be the killer, but I remember they said that um, they were speculating that you know before Scream Four came out, and I'm just like I really just never see Sydney being Ghostface. Um, no, it really kind of um, cheapens the other films where she's not Ghostface, <laughs> and it kind of cheapens her story of Sydney Prescott's exactly. story. Exactly, Sydney Prescott has a very unique storyline. She really does. She's one of the final girls that. Has I mean, growing up with those films, we evolved with that character. Oh, yeah. From the first movie to, I remember when they announced four, I was shocked because it was written as a trilogy. So I'm like, what? (laughs) We're getting a four? Yeah, I was was so excited. I was just like, wow, Scream 4? But with five, you know... I think, from what I can tell, um, and I hope they're not going this direction. I really hope they're not going this direction. I don't know if you've noticed, but they've announced that the official title is just Scream. It's not Scream 5. I noticed that, yep. Yep. So I'm hoping that they're not going to go and say, okay, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4 didn't happen, and this is direct sequel to the first one. Yeah, because that would just ruin it for me. Me too. I hate when they do that because it's um, like there's other things I like in the series, and it's like, uh, okay, you know, certain movies I'm okay with them doing that, but Scream I'm very protective. <laughs> so I'm like, no, and I don't think they'll do that because Kevin Williamson is back on Scream Five, but I think my initial thoughts is 
it's going to be a new group of kids. And, you know, of course, Dewey is probably still sheriff of the town, and we all know how Gail is. Um, <laughs> and I think Sydney by now has probably become a guidance counselor or something like that. And I think it's not really going to focus on them. It's going to focus on this new group, but they're going to be in it to kind of, you know... Pass the torch. Yep. Pass the torch. Do you think Sydney's going to die in this film? I do not. Good. <laughs> the reason I do not think Sydney is going to die is another spoiler alert, guys. Um, I talked to Nev, and we were talking... When I met Nev... We were talking about Scream 3 and when Sydney got shot and they made everybody think Sydney got killed. Yeah. They did it again in 4. Um, we were talking about that and I told her, I said, I'm dead serious. Sitting in the movie theater opening night when Sydney got shot in Scream 3, I about got up and walked out of the theater. And she was like, are you for real? I was like, Yes. I was like, they could not, she, she couldn't kill her off. You could kill Dewey, you could kill Gail, I don't care. You can't kill Sydney. <laughs> but um, we were talking about it, and she said, yeah, uh, Wes has Wes made it very clear, Wes Craven, um, that Sydney Prescott was not to be killed off because... He was very upset with Nightmare 3. You know, he came in on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and co-wrote and touched some stuff here and there. But he was upset that they killed Nancy off. I hated that Nightmare too. 3. I really hated that. Um, He was very upset about that. And so with this franchise, he was very upfront from the get-go. Sydney does not get killed off. So I think because they are saying this is such a love letter to Wes, and for them to have gotten Nev, it, it has to be, I think that honestly she will not die. Good. And can I say something else, too? You know how long it felt between Scream 3 and 4? How long? Yes. It was a decade, right? It's, yes. It's been just about that same amount of time now between Scream 4 and Scream 5. It has been, yeah. It's wild. Let's get back to your movie, though, because your movie is why we're here. I could talk about Scream with you, honestly, until midnight. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, do you have any interesting set stories about filming that you would like to share? If not, if you don't want to share... Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, there is a, a lot of interesting stuff went on <laughs> on the set, and some of it I'll let y'all wait and see on the behind-the-scenes blooper footage stuff. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be but, so fun. Um, I, I, you know, the first day of principal photography... And I'm sure, you know, films are not shot in order. Right. Well, of course, we have Kathy Podwell in this film. And Kathy, of course, is from Night of the Demons. Right. Um, and she was on Dallas for four years. She was the second wife of J.R. Ewing. But this was the first horror movie that Kathy had agreed to do in 32 years. That's impressive. So, and this was actually the first movie that she had done in a little over 20. So, we're on set that morning, and we start rolling. And I remember thinking as we were, because 
we had to shoot all of Kathy's stuff first because we only had Kathy for a limited amount of time. Right. Um, I remember thinking, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a scene with Kathy Podewell. This is unreal. <laughs> is that not so awesome? That is the coolest thing. You know, um, just, it's just gives you a sense of, it's like it legitimizes what you're doing, doesn't it? It does, you know, I, and it was it was just unreal. And Kathy, oh my God, Kathy is the sweetest, most down to earth. She really was the mother on set person. I mean, she's amazing. Um, but you know, stuff went. Well, let's see what all. Um, I will say this much about some of the stuff, the stunts you see in the film, there was no stunt, stunt actors. We all really did that. Oh, wow. We are all, we all really got bruised up and banged up. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. Any, any um, thing that you think is a stunt in the film, no, we didn't have no stunt actors. We really did it. We just, you know, we went in and, but we were all a group of people that, you know, we all connected. We all were a family really quick. And we all were just, you know, together making this movie and for the love of it, we were doing what we loved. I love hearing really, that. I love it, it every was, time. It was really like, you know, being away on summer, or uh, you know, at summer camp for two weeks. Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say that. Um, but you know, I remember the first night I got in the fake blood. Um, yeah, and I learned how sticky that is. Ah, and what's what's really fun. What's really fun is, you know, as you're shooting throughout the night because you have to do takes from different angles and all of that, and you have to be refreshed. <laughs> and it's so cold getting sprayed on you. But um, I was surprised. You, I've always heard a lot of stories about how hard it is to get off. It wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, get in the shower and came right off. Wow. Okay. But, but uh, that's a testament to our um, special effects guy, Derek, really. Um, I don't know what kind of fake blood he uses, but it's very real looking. It is sticky and it's cold, but it comes right off. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had so much fun on the set. I remember in between takes, because we would be shooting up for, or setting up for the next shot, or, you know, setting the lighting, we would all be outside just hanging out. <laughs> um, and we just would talk, and, you know, but one night, there's a scene in the film where the group of friends have come back together. And it's early on in the film. 
and they're all sitting around a fire and they're drinking and you know they're having a good time it's this scene kind of my inspiration for the scene was um in it chapter two at the chinese restaurant this is the first time these characters have been back together in about eight years yeah and my film it's been about eight years since these characters have been together right um so we were all shooting and we're supposed to be drinking in the scene well we really started drinking (laughs) so as this that's probably one of my favorite scenes that we shot in the movie um because as we went through the night um we got a little bit more loose (laughs) (laughs) you know we were just having a great time doing it um what was really funny is we shot in louisville kentucky and um we would be shooting a scene and all of a sudden an airplane would fly over in the middle of a take well the boom mic picks up every single noise yeah so, I mean, whether it be a serious take or a funny take or whatever, here's another airplane. <laughs> um, one night when we were actually on location shooting some scenes, um, an outside location, we were nowhere near the airport and planes were going over. And I remember I was like, Jesus Christ, we're not even near the airport. <laughs> But, um, you know, we, a lot of, we had dance parties on the set and and we just all become like a family. Uh, I came in one night and Sam Hodge, who was my DP, um, editor, he was my left hand on everything with this film. He's said it several times that he wished he'd had a camera filming this particular moment um i was walking back in from outside and he decided to jump out from behind the door and scare the hell out of me and coffee went flying in the air because i was holding a cup of coffee so that's the kind of (laughs) stuff we did on set (laughs) i love it i love hearing about those movie sets where everybody becomes friends family everybody gets along and there's not somebody who's just making it you know, just horrible the whole time because some sets have that, you know, and yes, it's good. I mean, we, we were, we had dinner together every night or in the middle of the night, um, whatever time it may be. Cause there was a lot of night shoots. Right. Um, we, uh, me, and, another funny story, me and Kathy and Jeremiah Steinhardt, who is in the film as well, brilliant i call him my johnny depp he's just that 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 man he's gonna go somewhere he really is he's very talented right um but we had been shooting and we were covered in fake blood (laughs) (laughs) it was like two o'clock in the morning we, and we, us we were we were tired we're like we're hungry so we decided to go through taco bell 
Oh, I bet that was fun. <laughs> and I don't think any of us even really registered that we were still, you know, got dirt all over us and fake blood. And, you know, I had like this big gash on my arm. And we order our food and then pull up to the window and um, the guy opened the window and I went and handed him my debit card and he said, oh my God, y'all need to go to the hospital. (laughs) And we busted out laughing. We were like, no, no, this is fake. We're filming a movie. This is fake. But we had stuff like that. I mean, we just, we became a family on the set and at the end of it, We all got very emotional. We didn't want to leave. Right, right. Um, So, you know, we really become a family, and Kathy really did become, like, the mom on set. Yeah, that's that's so great. When is the film expecting release? Um, Well, um, we have, we are heavy into editing right now. I'll tell you that very heavy into editing i will also tell you this before i go any further um i've seen the first 15 minutes of the film put together and it's beautiful and i'm not just saying that because i'm the director and it's my film it really is beautiful what sam did cinematography wise is just beautiful and um any horror fan any horror fan i don't care who you are is going to be over the moon about the opening title sequence and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna give it away um all of us that have seen it watched it about 10 times over and over and over again we were so giddy about it (laughs) that is awesome it was just the opening title you know the credits um but we played a huge huge homage to a movie and it's it's beautiful it's very beautiful um well i can give you this information we have a lot of distributors that are interested at the time and we're not even done editing that's awesome we have at this time seven distributors wanting to possibly get the rights to the film that is awesome um so the way it's looking is first of all to give the fans a little bit of a christmas present yeah um the teaser trailer and you're the first person to find out about this oh the teaser trailer is going to drop on december the 15th yes so we will be dropping the teaser trailer on December the 15th. Uh, it, but it's looking like we're going to have our first rough cut of the film done by January. <clears throat> and it's looking more and more like we will do our little red carpet premiere event, which we're going to do. And we're planning on possibly selling some tickets so fans can come to it you should that's that's something we've talked about you definitely Um, should so that's a possibility so keep your eye out for that um but we're planning on premiering the film 
as of right now, the date is April the 30th for the premiere. And then, you know, our Indiegogo backers that got bought copies of the film will obviously then get theirs. And then it goes into, well, the distributor's hands of when they want to release it. So right. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I really think that it will be out before. I, well, it, from my end, let me put it this way. From my end, it will be out on April 30th for the premiere and then to the Indiegogo backers. Right. I'm hoping the distributors have it out by October or if not earlier. Yeah, hopefully so. Like before Halloween at least. That way, you know, maybe everyone could watch it, you know, yes. for Halloween. So that'd be really fun. Do you have... Uh, any last words you would like to leave the listeners with about well, necessarily the film or anything? Well, um, I'm shocked you didn't ask me about Cassie. Wow. Like how we got her. Cause I got that. I've got that question from a distributor. As a matter of fact, how in the world did you get Cassie? Pope? Well, you know, I was wondering, um, um but what, you know, well, go ahead. I, I was friends with Cassie on Facebook and, um, reached out to her i emailed her and um she said you know you know i told her it's an indie film everything and she said well send me the script i gave her the synopsis of the film she said send me the script not even 24 hours later she came back and said yes wow um, she has went on record and has said that she feels this film is going to be groundbreaking in many ways. Yes. It's something that has not been done. Um, and she has a feeling and some other people have a feeling I'm not, I have a feeling, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to get my hopes. You know, if it happens, that's great. If right. not, but um, has a feeling that this could gain a following, a huge following, somewhat like Night of the Demons. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think it will. Just here on record, I think it will. <laughs> and um, that was one of the reasons that Kathy said yes. She was blown away by the script and was just, you know... Like she said on record, she has a feeling this film is very groundbreaking. It's something that has not been done, and it's fresh, and it plays homage to those films. And, you know, there's a possibility, I will say this, there's a possibility that there may be one or two more films coming. That this right. may be a trilogy or it may just be one sequel. I'll say that much. Um, but these characters have become very much characters that I have fallen in love with. I'm very attached to them. Um, I'm very attached to their stories and where our surviving characters go after the events of the first film. I think I, as long, 
as well as the audience is going to want to find out. Um, oh, yeah. Because we... We leave the audience wanting more. I'll say that. Right. Yeah, um, all the best films do. So that's that's good. That's very good. But, you know, all in all, with this film, you know, I had a blast making it. I'm so thankful for everybody who supported it and so thankful for the cast and the crew and... You know, all in all, my biggest thing with this film is I hope people enjoy it. I hope they, you know, they sit back and for an hour and a half with popcorn and have fun and fall in love with these characters and, you know, be just as heartbroken as some of us was when one certain character or another character got bit the bullet. Um because there's some pretty emotional there's one in particular and I'm not going to tell you but there's one in particular there's a very emotional death um in the film very emotional um those are always so hard to get through when you're even just watching it you know it's just uh. it was hard shooting those scenes i'm not going to tell you who it was not going to tell you any of that uh because obviously that'd be a big spoiler but it was very hard shooting those scenes um we got a little bit of emotional on set um but it turned out beautifully so um you don't know and that's one thing I feel with this group of characters. You don't know who's going to make it to the end. You don't know who's doing it. You don't know who's going to make it to the end. We are following one character's journey as he comes back to his hometown. But then we meet these other characters. So you don't know who's doing it, who's... You know, everybody's a suspect and everybody's a target. That's, that that should be the tagline. That. that should be the tagline for the film right there. Um, <laughs> and all I could ask for is that people enjoy the film and, you know, just have fun with it. And um, see that this is really a love letter from horror fans to horror fans and at the end of the day I hope they just fall in love with it as much as we did as the cast and crew keep an eye out for Reunion from Hell coming soon in 2021